Hi, dreamers. Thank you for learning with us today on DreamSpeak. I'm Rika. And I'm Thomas. And this is the podcast about dreams that teaches you a complete system to help you listen to your dreams and get the guidance they're providing you every day. The dream we have for you today was prompted by an act of service that led to a meaningful realization about the interdependence of us all. This is Stone Soup, a dream of sharing, abundance, and community. Rika, you have a dream to share with us today? Yes, I do. So in my dream, I was in a hotel, a big hotel, and there were a lot of people. And I was charged with gathering people together to make this stone soup. And there were people and things that I had to gather together. One of them was cats, which was (laughs) not really possible. I had some bags with me, and I remember trying to put a cat in the bag. And, of course, the cat didn't like that. And, you know, I was like, how am I going to get all these cats? And I realized it was pretty futile to try and get all these cats together. So that didn't really work very well. And then my mom was in it and she was going to pay for all of the groceries and all the expenses that were going to be incurred in putting together this stone soup. And then there were people in all different parts of the hotel, and I had to gather them together. So there was a lot of logistics, I guess, that I had to contend with to make this stone soup. So I was in the hotel, and it was really large, and I could not figure out how to get from one side of the hotel to the other. So I ended up going outside, and outside there was a woman that was in a wheelchair, There was a friend of mine, a female friend that I recognized. And when I was trying to get from this one side of the hotel to the other, at first I started walking through water and it was just ankle deep, but I had these waterproof boots on. So I thought, oh, I'll be fine. But I think I needed to get other people across the water too. And the water just kept getting deeper and deeper and eventually it got up to my waist. But my feet didn't get wet because I had these waterproof boots on and I felt sort of okay about it. I wasn't too distraught about the water for whatever reason. And then I guess I got back into the hotel at the other side that I couldn't get to from inside, but got to it from the outside. And there were a bunch of people that I guess I had brought together and they all had their contributions for the stone soup. And Somebody asked me to explain the concept of the stone soup. And I remember making a joke about it, saying that I wasn't really comfortable doing that, probably like in real life. (laughs) I would be like, somebody else can do that explanation. So yeah, I made this joke and that was kind of the end of it. It didn't come to completion. We didn't end up making the soup in the dream but everything seemed to be in place for getting the soup made. And then when I woke up, I remembered thinking, well, I didn't finish this project, but I just had to trust that it would be completed. You know, I feel like I remember the story of stone soup from when I was a little kid, but I'm a little fuzzy on the details. What is this exactly? I think it was 
prompted from a retreat that we had gone on just a few weeks before that. Right. A spiritual dance retreat. And that that brought up because for a potluck dinner one night, there was going to be soup. And everybody was supposed to bring something to contribute to the soup. So it's an old folk tale, the stone soup, where these villagers were passing through a village and they were really hungry, but nobody would give them any food. So they came up with this idea of putting a stone in a pot of water. And then they started that on a fire. And then the villagers came by and they were wondering what was going on. And they said, well, yeah, this is going to be really delicious, but we need some garnish for the soup or something to be added to make it even more delicious. And so somebody came and they added carrots. And then all the villagers that came by, they kept adding different items into the soup. And then it became this delicious soup. And then at the end, they took the stone out and they served the soup and the whole community got to share in the soup and they didn't go hungry. Why do I like this story so much? I don't know what it is about that story, but I've just always loved that since I was little. I don't know. It's a great story. I don't really remember the first time I heard it, but I guess it had a powerful effect on me. Mm -hmm. What do you think the major takeaway from that story is? Why is that folktale retold? Well, it's a story of sharing and abundance and community and how people can come together and create something wonderful when everybody just has their little part to play. Mm, okay. Neat. I think we're already getting to the thematic material of the stream here. Yeah. So since this whole dream is kind of using this metaphor of soup, what is food? Well, food in a dream represents knowledge. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be bringing knowledge in from a lot of different people. There was going to be all different types of knowledge that had to be gathered from the community people that were there at the hotel. Everybody has their contribution to make, right? So why don't we go ahead and talk about the different symbols and the aspects that we see? Why don't we just pull those out since that's always a great way to break down a dream? Sounds good. The symbols are stone soup, hotel, cats and kittens. Of course, you would have kittens. <laughs> Cute little kittens. <laughs> we already talked about the kittens. <laughs> All right. Water. Waterproof boots. Can you think of any others? Not really. What about the aspects? What aspects appeared in this dream? There was a person who was in a wheelchair, not somebody that I knew. There was a female friend of mine from my past, and there was my mom. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. So why don't we just start at the top? What We already talked about food being knowledge, so what does a hotel symbolize? A hotel symbolizes universal mind. It's what the heck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a gathering place where all these different aspects can come together. We can get into this in greater depth than behind the dreams, but we believe that all minds are connected. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to the way that we interpret dreams. So just the fact that it's this gathering place of all these aspects, potentially thousands, a large number, it implies that it's an access point to the deeper regions of your mind where you're actually connected to other people's minds as well. Those things that link us and make us one, so to speak. Uh -huh. Okay, cats and kittens. What were they doing? They were being cats and kittens. They, they were being troublemakers. They 
would not be herded. <laughs> they do not want to be herded into my bag <laughs> and gathered. And so- And you gave up. I did. You had to give up. I, I had to give up. So animals in general represent habits. We've talked about this before. And cats are kind of familiar habits because they usually are pets. Cats and dogs both represent familiar kinds of habits. And you really love cats. I do. So now we're getting into the personal meaning of cats for you. Yeah. So the personal, I think to just be succinct about it in this dream, it has to do with comfort mm. to me. They're very comforting. They will come and sit by you and they don't really demand that much. And we had just been staying at your sister's house and they have two wonderful cats. So this was greatly reinforced for you just before having this dream. Right. We got to be caretakers of two lovely cats. Mm -hmm. okay. So what did they represent in the dream? Their comfort, but why wouldn't they be gathered together? What symbolically would that mean? I couldn't gather the cats because the cats had to do with me being in my comfort zone and I was not in my comfort zone and I couldn't make the stone soup and stay in my comfort zone. So what does it represent to make the stone soup? What was going on in the circumstances of your waking life? In my waking life, I had to do this respite care for my family, mm -hmm. for right. my mother and my brother and helping out my sister. And this came in the wake of my father's death which just had happened a few weeks beforehand. Yeah. So there was a lot going on mm -hmm. emotionally for me. And I was realizing that I needed help from a lot of sources to be able to do this. And that's the, that's the knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's the metaphor of the stone soup that carries through the entire dream. Yes. Right. And so to be more specific and get to another symbol, you had to lead people as part of your logistics through waist deep water. What did that symbolize? Well, usually water in a dream will symbolize the emotional aspect of whatever's going on. And it was pretty deep, but it wasn't turbulent or I wasn't afraid of it. And I had these waterproof boots on. So for some reason, those made me feel okay about it. So I think, yeah, the water just had to do with the emotional aspect of what was going on. Mm. So if the water symbolizes the emotional demands and you were able to get through it, why do you think you were wearing waterproof boots? You have to look at what boots symbolize and shoes in general. It's a covering. Our feet are our spiritual foundation. And so this is a covering for my spiritual foundation. And my spiritual foundation was protected. That makes sense. By wearing these waterproof boots. And so where had this protection come from? Well, I think that it came from recently being at that spiritual retreat because that always helps to bring me back to center and bring me back to myself. Maybe make you feel grounded yeah. in a potentially very ungrounding situation. Yeah. Like and, wading through water. <laughs> yeah. And as a matter of fact, my father died right after I got home from that retreat. And so I really think that retreat helped me to get through this really difficult period in my life. Mm. Okay. I made a joke about being uncomfortable talking about the meaning of the stone soup 
and a joke in a dream or when humor comes into a dream is about having proper perspective on something, right? So why do you think I had that symbol in my dream? You know, it interests me that it came up almost towards the end before you woke up because the order that things happen in dreams does have meaning. And so what I take from it is that it was kind of like a little wrap up of this whole idea of realizing that you were more interdependent on others than what you realized and that you were going to have to get out of your comfort zone in order to be generous with your family in terms of your time and doing the service that you need to do at this time in your life. You still had the self-awareness to realize, I really am not comfortable with some of these demands, but I'm going to get through this. So I thought maybe that's where the, the humor came in to give you some perspective. Yeah, that sounds good. We're going to talk about the aspects now. And one was the person in a wheelchair, disabled person in a wheelchair. And a disabled person may not be able to do everything for themselves that they need to do. And they need to rely on other people to get them through some of their needs. So... That's a part of me. I had to realize through this whole time in my life that I can't do everything. I need help. I need to be able to rely on other people. There are a lot of people that take care of my family members, the people in my family who are ill and ailing and have dementia. And it takes a lot of people to meet their needs. There's professional caregivers. There's my sister and her husband who do a lot of the caretaking. And there's me and there's you and my brother from afar. <laughs> and it's a lot of people. And then another aspect was this friend of mine who, for me, she shows up sometimes in my dreams. And your soul usually picks somebody that has a strong characteristic that they're trying to get you to recognize about yourself. And for her, she's a very abundant person and she always symbolizes abundance for me. Why would that play into this dream? Well, because the stone soup is a story of abundance and sharing and, and everybody coming together to create abundance. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, so there's a part of you in your consciousness because her gender matches yours who is already creating a lot of abundance within you mm -hmm. and then around you as a result, which is kind of where the outside comes in in this dream. I don't know if we ever really dwelled on the fact that being outside of a building, being in the outdoors is like your external environment. So we kind of think looking closely at this dream, when you went outside and went through the water, we connect that to when we were providing the actual respite care, when we were looking after your mom, looking after your brother, those kinds of things because they were happening in the external environment of your life and then prompting you to have these deeper realizations about abundance and everything. Yeah. Okay. Who else was an aspect in this dream? My mom. Your mother. Parents are really important aspects. What makes them different? Well, parents will represent super conscious aspects mm -hmm. of ourselves is how we relate to the divine and being my mom, it's how I relate to the divine feminine and what I think about how she is showing up in my life 
And my mom in this dream was providing whatever extras were going to be needed. You know, there were a lot of different aspects that were going to bring in what they had to contribute to the stone soup. But whatever else was left, my mom was going to take care of. To guarantee that it was a success. Yes. This was going to get pulled off. Right. So I guess at, at that point of the dream, I was seeing the divine feminine as being a provider of whatever is needed. Mm-hmm. And feeling trust. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the emotional space you were in when you woke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So I guess to pull the entire dream together, it's really about what the stone soup symbolized. It's one of those cool dreams where you can pretty much see from the first image or two what the whole dream is going to be about. And everything is just painting one picture. Mm-hmm. But of course, we like to pull it all apart and <laughs> look at all those individual symbols and people in the dream to try and plumb the depths of the meaning. Beautiful. Well, thanks a lot for talking me through your dream. And I really enjoyed this one. I just love that story. Yeah, me too. It's really a beautiful story. Stay with us because after the bell, we'll be taking you behind the dreams. Welcome back. This is Behind the Dreams, where we share the secrets we use every day to understand our dreams. Let's talk about how we figured this dream out. So obviously the story was just a huge clue because that metaphor carried through the whole dream. So that was wonderful. And sometimes you get those nice uncanny symbols that really grab your attention. You got strong personal associations that can really be helpful. But there are a number of issues suggested by the symbols and people in this dream that are really worth dwelling on a little bit more and giving some more background information on. So I'd say the very first thing that would be great to talk about is just the concept of food as knowledge. I think that's a really interesting topic. The thing that always occurs to me when I think about food representing knowledge is that we need food to live. When we're in our waking life, that's what keeps us going, right? It's our source of energy. That carries over into our dream life. The thing that keeps us going, the thing that fuels that spiritual part of ourself is knowledge, knowledge itself. And so that is a really interesting philosophical insight because what it makes me realize is our need to learn comes from a very, very deep place. It's like what keeps us moving forward and gives our life meaning. And in this dream, you clearly learn something really important. If you had to put what you learned into just a few words, how would you sum up what you learned? I would say that I learned that I grew up feeling like I needed to be a very independent person. I've always been very independent and thought I could do a lot of things for myself, that I didn't need help, and that needing help was actually a sign of weakness. And I realize now in my maturity (laughs) that that's not true, that it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help, to need help, and that depending on your community can be a really beautiful thing, and it works both ways. I can be helpful to others and they can be helpful to me and we need each other. That's what community is. Wow. That's a really awesome thing to get out of a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Really. A profound message for me. Beautiful dream. So 
Let's talk about the setting. Let's talk about the hotel and the concept of leaving the buildings and then returning. I don't think in the interpretation, we really talked much about this concept of moving from one side of the hotel to the other. But what really locked in the idea to me that being outdoors, which we said represents your external environment and your life experience with other people, what locked in for me that that must be the time that you spent providing respite care and looking after your family, that period that we had just gone through was because you had to use that to get from one side of the hotel to the other. And so we have a theory about what the different sides of the hotel represent as you go through the process of making the stone soup and getting everything in readiness. It's what I was just talking about before, moving from independence to interdependence, that paradigm shift. And that was kind of prompted by us coming together with your family and, and giving that service. Yes. Yeah. So what should we talk about next? How about animals? Oh, animals. Okay. So we know that in a universal sense, animals represent habits. But we've said before, including in our video about big dreams, that animals being habits to pet owners and animal lovers, that could be kind of offensive. That could be kind of a hard pill to swallow. But it's really important to always remember when interpreting that you must put together a universal meaning with your own personal meaning. Exactly. And for real animal lovers, like we have a friend's daughter that's in vet school, people like that, their personal meaning is really big. Their animals are so much more than some sort of passive habit. They have a very rich relationship with all the animals in their life. And you pull in that personal meaning and that's where you really get all of the, the richness. And for you, you've had a lot of positive relationship with the cats. So they're in your dreams on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> I've had many cats in my life and I don't have any cats now. And, and we had just spent all this time playing with your sister's cats yes. that are great cats. Mm -hmm. Everybody would love them. <laughs> they are great cats. Yeah. And so that had really prompted you to associate them with essentially comfort because you find their presence very comforting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is just not a life stage that you can go through in a state of comfort. No, it's a very uncomfortable life stage, I would say. So try as you might to gather all your comfort kitties in a sack. <laughs> It's not going to happen. <laughs> nope. I yeah. guess I just have to rely on a, a blanket or something. <laughs> <laughs> something that we'll get in a bag. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the habit is just comfort-seeking behaviors. Comfort is very important for all of us psychologically. We all need comforts to help us come back to center. But you know you have a very important role to play right now for your immediate family. And so... Yeah. And it's not about comfort. No. Yeah. So let's see. What should we talk about now? The footwear? When you were walking through the water, you mean, when you're outside? Yeah, with the boots. And just to kind of recap, you're, you said that the water is like your emotional state, mm -hmm. right? And so the, the boots were waterproof and they were keeping your feet dry and protected. Mm -hmm. And so why, actually, I don't even know if I have a good answer for this, but just to throw the question out there, why are our feet spiritual foundation? Why is that the universal meaning of feet? Well, our feet are what touches the earth what connects us to the earth, what grounds us, what keeps us in a place of grounding. Can't think of a better word for that. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it makes me think about the fact that we're all of the earth, right? These bodies are borrowed. We need the earth in the same sense that we were talking about the stone soup and, you know, that paradigm of interdependence. Mm -hmm. And so our feet generally, if we're not sleeping or 
I don't know, doing outdoor yoga or camping or something, that's pretty much the only part of us that touches the earth. So I guess it could make sense that it would be representing our most connected place to like our deeper resources. So then what do shoes and footwear represent? Well, they're our covering for our feet. Why do we wear them in waking life? To protect us. Mm -hmm. And why does a spiritual foundation need protection, do you think? Throwing out the big question. Yeah. <laughs> this is behind the dreams. Because life is hard. Life is challenging. There's a lot of things that can throw us off of our path. And we need to have protection to keep us on our path. Mm. And moving forward in life towards the things that are most important. Yeah. So how did you get your waterproof boots then? I don't know. They were just on my feet. I didn't mean in the dream. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? What do you think you experienced in waking life that built those waterproof boots for you? Oh, that was, as we talked about before, the advances of a universal peace retreat that we went to. It was a five-day retreat that was very spiritually grounding. And we try and do this at least once a year because it seems to be essential for me anyway. Me too. Yeah. And it's actually really neat because, again, referring back to the philosophy of dreaming and dream interpretation, we now see this evidence that it really does benefit you in a practical way. Yes. Here you have these boots. It gave you emotional reassurance. You're able to get through this really tough period where we we're taking care of your mom and your brother. And you're able to do that with some grace because it had given you that protection. And resilience, really. Uh -huh. The thing about the dream interpretation that helps to complete that picture is that dreams don't lie. That's a very important underpinning to dream speak is that in all the dreams we've ever interpreted, we've seen that not only do dreams not lie, but they won't pull any punches. They're brutally honest and they will just tell you flat out what your situation is and what's going on. So... If you see that you have waterproof boots, you know, you've done something right. And mm -hmm. that happened. better pay attention to what that is. Yeah. And do more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So your mom showed up in this dream. Why don't we talk a little bit about what parents symbolize? Parents symbolize super conscious aspects in a dream. How does the model of mind work? How do we think of the mind at dream speak? Well, we basically think of it in three parts, right? Yeah, we call that tri-mind. Mm -hmm. So we have our conscious mind, our subconscious, and our superconscious. And what does each one of those have to do with our day-to-day -day life? Well, our conscious mind is that part of us that we are aware of that we use in our everyday life. It's kind of that simple, right? What's the distinction between that and the subconscious mind? Well, I think of the subconscious mind as being that part of us where we have so much information and some of it is accessible and some of it isn't accessible mm -hmm. to us. And one of the things that I love about doing the dream work is that it helps us to see what's in our subconscious. It helps to bring it to the surface in our dreams so that we can become more aware of what's going on in our subconscious Right to help us in our daily life. And it does. It helps us so much as this dream showed for you. The superconscious is where things get really interesting to me because first off, the nomenclature is strange. Super means above as a prefix, but it's the deepest part of our mind. And I think the reason why we learn to call it the superconscious is because it's so powerful. 
it's even more powerful than the extremely powerful subconscious part of our mind. And the reason why that is, is because it's kind of like the hotel. The superconscious part of our mind is where we're connected to everything in the universe around us, to other people, to all of the resources that reality has to offer. And it's that spiritual spark. It's that part of us that essentially is one with the divine. And so when we have aspects of ourselves that we identify in a dream as being superconscious aspects, they have symbolic meaning, but it's really interesting because we might be tempted to think that these superconscious aspects must represent God. If we're talking about our inner divine spark, why don't they represent God? That's a long conversation. We're not going to get into it on this episode's edition of Behind the Dreams, but we covered that in a lot more depth in our video, What Do People Mean in Dreams? So check that out. On a more practical level, when you interpret them, what they're showing you is your attitude towards divinity. And their gender comes into play, just like other aspects. So if they're female identified, then they represent the manifest part of the divinity in action in our world, because the broad intercultural association with a female divinity is mothering, nurturing nature, all the manifest aspects of this universe. If it's a male, then it represents the masculine side of divinity. In this case, of course, you had a female. But if it's a male, the masculine side of the divinity is essentially the law giving, the rule setting, and the unmanifest. Mm -hmm. Like the creative ideas that would give rise to the world around us and the orderly way in which things then unfold and manifest and are nurtured by the feminine divine, all that kind of thing. And interesting conversation potentially could be had here by people who have more complex relationships with gender, uh, members of the LGBTQ community, or just people who think that those ideas of gender are obsolete. That's a very valid conversation to have. There are cultures that we've read about where they have a sky mother and they have an earth father. Most people think of it mother earth, you know, and more of a, a sky association, right, with father sky, but there are cultures that invert that. And again, that's a long conversation that we won't be able to squeeze in today, but the point being, now that we know a little bit about the flavors of the feminine and the masculine divinity and what's meant by those dimensions of divinity, you have your mother showing up in this dream to represent your perception of the female divine, which is just really interesting. So how would you describe that perception? Well, in this dream, she showed up as the provider of abundance, mm. of all that I needed. And... You know, I'm really glad we're revisiting this because while we were preparing to make this episode, I just remembered that you were very touched by this because you realized that your mother was the one who made the stone soup for your family. Now you're getting to repay a small amount of that debt. And that's how you feel. That's how you feel in your loving relationship with your mother, but that's also the deep well of feeling that you have for God. Yeah. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah. I really hope that our listeners can take that to heart because that's what superconscious aspects in a dream message are all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They're directly connected to the very deepest parts of who we are. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I know that's, that's very vulnerable and, and very deep material. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Thank you all very much for joining us on Dream Speak. 
and we look forward to learning with you more in another episode. You can find this podcast on all popular streaming services. Email us a dream today at contact at dreamspeak.us. Check out our YouTube channel for our free introductory dream course. Connect with DreamSpeak for even more learning. Our socials are in the description. Our theme music was composed by me, Ricka. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. If you have concerns about your well-being, talk to your doctor or a mental health professional.